Hi guys, welcome to episode 12 of season three. Whether it is warm tea or a specialty tea that I love iced, maybe even with some seltzer water added in, or many different teas that I use to make kombucha. If you know me at all, you know that I love tea. And that makes me extra excited about today's episode. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. So if you've been following along on this season, you know that we have been breaking down different parts of a study done in 2015 by Tufts University about how the food that we eat can actually impact our likelihood of getting cancer. And we've talked about a lot of the different elements from the whole grain to the avoiding processed meat to eating more fruits and vegetables. And the last episode was about sugary sweetened soda and why it's important to avoid that. My personal favorite option to drink is tea. So of course, I am not alone in my love of tea. I know it's a drink of choice of many folks. I actually was curious how popular it was as far as compared to other beverages. So I went to yougov.com, which is this like international database and they do all sorts of crazy and analytics. But sure enough, tea comes up actually twice for both men and women in the top sets of favorite drinks. But when you look at men and women combined, interesting enough, it is the seventh most popular drink of all time. And they're listing everything like all kinds of very specific fruit drinks and specific kinds of sodas. So it comes up seventh, but really interesting, I thought, was it's a very specific tea. They specifically list Lipton tea. And I thought, well, I definitely have to share with you guys in this episode, a amazing swap for Lipton tea. I feel like first I need to explain to you why you might want to swap it. So that's what we're going to start with. But at the end of that, I will make sure to share my recipe with you that you can have a completely organic, all natural, delicious version of this favorite drink. I also thought it was interesting that men, (laughs) number one of all time, in this poll, men said their favorite drink is A&W root beer. Number six was mug root beer. Like, really? Like, (laughs) guys, man, you love your root beer. Um, I personally have never liked root beer. Just never. It's just not been my thing. But everybody else in my family loves root beer. Um, So I also need to tell you about an alternative to that as well. So when I give you the Lipton recipe, I'm going to tell you about this alternative to root beer. Amazingly delicious. At least I'm told. I don't think it's delicious because I don't like root beer, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, pause. You know, like they used to say, pause for station identification. Pause to identify Michelle's 
mishap before we go any further with this episode. Quite a few times moving forward in the next 20 minutes, (laughs) I believe quite a few times, I refer to the fact that in just a minute, I'm going to be bringing on our guest or, you know, in the second half of this episode, our guest is going to be talking about, um, (laughs) I just actually hung up from the Zoom talk with Marlena Schneider, who is an amazing tea expert, had so much fun picking her brain and talking to her. And here's the thing, her and I talked for over an hour. (laughs) Not all that's the podcast. Um, I didn't record all of our talk, but it's, it's a pretty long podcast episode. Lots of great information. So I'm realizing, because I recorded this episode you're listening to now, this morning, and then I just got off the phone with Marlena just now. It's afternoon. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I'm realizing I need to go back and edit this podcast you're listening to now before I record it. I mean, before I um, publish it so that I can explain <laughs> that my, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, you know, whenever I try and really plan it out and I knew exactly how this all episode was going to fall and I thought it was good to have an introduction, which is this episode, I'm realizing that was just like too much. Marlena is so full of knowledge. And if any of you guys are even a third interested in tea as much as I am, you will want both of these episodes. They're just, they're great. So this episode is me, and we're talking about the three things that you (laughs) read. That sounded funny. What I meant was just me. It's not me interviewing Marlena. It's me. (laughs) Okay, we're talking about the three things that you need to know about the teas that you drink, things that I was not aware of for so many years when I was drinking and loving tea and thinking I was making a good, healthy choice in what I was drinking. These are three things that I wish I had known then that I want to make sure you know now. Good stuff. Um, And then next episode, so that'll be season three, episode 13, we're going to be talking with Marlena and you don't want to miss that. So now that I've explained that, we're going to unpause from this station identification and get back to the episode. So I'm really excited about this episode because in just a little bit, I'm going to bring on our guest today. I will introduce her in just a little bit. And in fact, by the way, she and I are going to be talking um, on video as well. So it's going to be over on YouTube as well as just right here where you're listening audio wise. So whichever you prefer, you can finish it out here or you can hop over to YouTube if you want to see our actual conversation. But I'm going to hold off on a second in introducing you because I thought I would start this see the season listen to me we're almost done the season michelle i thought i would start this episode by just giving you a little bit of background about um myself and my whole journey with tea i think i've tried to explain over this season and others here on the podcast that you really can't go crazy if you're trying to live a more simple lifestyle if you're trying to eat better food give your family better meals you just you can't let yourself go crazy and just try and do everything because it'll just never happen and you will feel defeated but what i always recommend is thinking about one or two things that are important to you for whatever reason they're important and focus on those and get to the point that it's easy with those things And then maybe add something else. 
Well, tea was one of the very first things on my whole trying to eat better, more natural journey. And I mean, I guess it really started, my obsession with tea started back when I had four young girls. And for me, tea was like this one time in the day that was just solace. I got my cup of tea, I sat down. Typically, I only got three sips in before it started to go cold because it got sat down and I was distracted with something I had to do. But those three sips were always fabulous. <laughs> but you know, just just even the act of pouring the hot water into the mug and holding that mug. And that's when pottery became important to me too, because I wanted a perfect pottery mug to hold my wonderful cup of tea, to just feel relaxed and a little bit pampered, even if it's just for 10 seconds. So that's when it started. And also I I really was trying to cut sugar out, like excess sugar. This was long before I was a sugar maker, long before I even honestly really understood that there was refined sugar versus natural sugar. Like I just knew I didn't want to be drinking my calories. So this, these two things kind of happened simultaneously for me. So I started experimenting with all different teas and like which base I preferred, whether it was a green tea or a white tea or black tea, and then what kind of flavor I typically really loved. And if I could find some flavors that were potent enough that I could really enjoy them without any sugar. So it was just this whole experiment that went on for quite a while of me just really learning about tea, realizing how much I enjoy it and really loving it. Um, so after we moved to our homestead, I don't, I don't know how many of you listening might you know, slightly know our story, but a uh, brief sentence or two, we moved from the height of suburbia right outside of Philly to very rural area, literally 17 miles from a traffic light. Um, and all of a sudden we're just kind of plopped into this life and kind of realized, well, maybe we should figure out what this homesteading thing is. And we started well, I've always grown our own food, but I had a very small garden before. We started turning over land, developing a large garden area, planting fruit trees, um, getting some chickens, getting some ducks, getting some meat rabbits, and then eventually that led to a dairy cow and that led to pigs. So it's been a an eight-year process for us, actually. But through all of that, very gradually... I started thinking more about our food because of course you can't help but think more about your food if you're more actively involved in your food, right? And I just, I started thinking about teas and I was noticing that I could buy unbleached tea bags to hold loose leaf tea. And I never understood this idea of loose leaf tea. I'm like, why would you want that added step, that added hassle? And there are so many varieties available in bag teas. But the fact that I could buy them unbleached struck me. And I remember thinking, huh, so I guess that means bags are bleached? Like I'd never even thought of this before, that these very pristine white little folded bags with the little staple in it holding my tea were white because they had been bleached. 
And then I just started, you know, this like was kind of bugging me for like a few weeks. It was in the back of my mind, like, wait, if they're bleached, and I kind of didn't even want to know, I was because I, I just didn't want to go there. <laughs> but if they're bleached, doesn't that mean I'm soaking bleach in my cup of hot water? So I just kind of ruminated on that idea for a little while, not wanting to really think about it, but not being able to stop thinking about it, if you know what I mean. Like if you have this little thing in your life right now, you know what that thing is, right? You know what I'm talking about. Like, you know you need to know more about it, but you're not sure you want to know more about it. Well, I finally broke down and started researching a little bit. And the more I read and the more I dug in, I went, oh my gosh, this changes everything. So right away, I knew I wanted to try to avoid these bleach tea bags because sure enough, they really were processed with bleach. Sure enough, that literally is putting a small amount of a carcinogen in my hot water. Not a good thing. I want to avoid that. So I started looking at loose leaf teas and then that process, and this was over, I don't even know, many more months, maybe even a year of kind of not even realizing it and then kind of being in denial again that, oh, it's not just loose leaf that I want to be using, but I want to know where these loose leaf um, teas are being sourced from. And I want to know if they've been treated with pesticides. Basically, I realized I needed to be drinking organic teas because the tea industry has no regulation over pesticides. They can spray their fields of plants all that they want, and then they can harvest those plants dry those leaves, crush them and put them in bags, and never once wash the pesticide off even. So crazy thing is, studies have actually shown, like it's been proven, that there are carcinogens on tea leaves in very popular, well-known tea bags. And the companies that make these tea bags just keep on doing it. Um, I will leave a link to one particular study. It was a test conducted by an independent testing company. Um, it was part of this larger report by this big research group. And you can see if you go look yourself that they found, I'm I'm just going to give you one example. Like there's so much more, but this was the one that just made my jaw drop. They found 91% of Celestial Seasonings Tea. Guys, that's a big name. Like I drank that all the time. I had some flavors of Celestial Seasonings that like were my absolute favorite. 91% of the teas from that company that were part of this study were found to have pesticide residues on them, gets worse, that exceeded the U.S. allowed limits. 91% had dangerous levels of not just one, but multiple pesticides, like beyond what is legally allowed. Wow. 10 out of 11 varieties of the Celestial Seasonings tea that they researched were found to have um, excess pesticides, including antioxidant max blood orange is one of those tea samples and one called Sleepy Time Kids Goodnight Grape. 
Those two struck me because one literally has the word antioxidant in the title of the tea. Of course, you know, it's something celestial. So you think, oh, it's healthy and has antioxidant in the name. So you think, oh, this is good for me. And it tested higher than legally allowed levels of pesticides. What? And then the other one is specifically being marketed to kids. Um, There's a major problem here. So at that point, you might think, okay, so I need to avoid the grocery store brands, right? I just, I need to, or at least avoid the ones that are like cheaper. If I go for those high end ones, like if you've looked at the tea aisle, you know what I mean. Some grocery stores even have like this expensive tea section. Like they take the ones that are really expensive and they put them somewhere else. And like the wood floor on that aisle is like nice wood instead of the tile that's everywhere else in the grocery store. Do you know what I mean? Have you been in a store like this? You like you enter that aisle and you're like, ooh, <laughs> this is the good stuff. No, really, it's just the expensive stuff. <laughs> but even those expensive brands are not free of pesticides. You'll find some of the expensive ones listed in these studies along with the average ones. It's really crazy. Or for a while there, I was pretty obsessed with, if you remember the brand Tavana that used to be in all the major shopping malls, they had a few flavors that I loved and I was kind of obsessed with just the store itself, like just the experience of walking in. But Tavana, I mean, they're not around anymore. Maybe this is why I honestly don't know, but they definitely did not have a superior tea product. You would think so, all the hype and all the cost, but definitely not. I mean, this is absolutely crazy, but when Tavana tea was tested by an independent lab, not 91%, 100% of the Tavana tea had pesticides. There was one in particular, it was, um, what was it called? Monkey picked oolong. It was found to have 23 pesticides. 77% of the teas would fail European Union pesticides import standards, this one study read, and they would be banned to even be imported into Europe. 62% of the teas that they tested contained traces of, I don't know how you say this, endosolvin, which is a pesticide that has literally been banned completely from the US, China, and Europe. And 144 other countries have banned it as well because it has been linked to impaired infertility and it could literally harm unborn babies. And it was in Tavana tea. Okay, so the bleach and the pesticide, two very good reasons to really be concerned more about your tea. It turns out there was one more thing that I actually didn't start thinking about until more recently. And when you put these three things together, there's really only one way to avoid the three things, and that is to go with loose leaf tea that is organic. The third thing that I just recently really started looking at more is this idea of natural flavor. You can basically break down anything that's found in nature, and if it ends up kind of tasting like the flavor you want it to taste like, you can call it natural flavor, but in the process, you can add all kinds of other stuff to it that isn't regulated and isn't listed on your label, and you can just lump it all under the name natural flavor. The FDA officially defines natural flavor, I'm doing air quotes, 
as those that get their flavor or aroma from naturally derived sources like fruits, veggies, meats, seafood, spices, eggs, roots, yeast, dairy, etc. Okay, but those natural flavings can still be manipulated, right? They're changed in the lab. They get their flavor or their smell derived from those sources, but they can be made however they want to make them in the lab. They can add whatever artificial things they want to add. So there are plenty of like unrestricted additional ingredients that can be used to make all these different things that are called natural flavors. And really it's, it's no different than putting artificial flavoring in. It just sounds nicer, but there's all kinds of preservative options and solvent options that can be added. And it all just called natural flavor. It's really nutty. Okay. So all of those things combined is what took me to positively tea. I discovered them online and I started reading more about them and they looked pretty good. And I tried a few of them out. They tasted really good. So then I started to talk to a few people at the company and ask the harder questions. And at every turn, I was so pleased with the answer that I decided I have found a tea company that I can truly, totally trust. And I can really enjoy the teas with zero guilt and zero worry. So that's why I'm so excited about this episode because I am bringing on an expert from Positively Tea. She is going to let us pick her brain. And um, of course this season, part of the season has been sponsored by Positively Tea. And I love that because I love this company. So please go check them out, positivelytea.com, Or if you want to know all of my personal favorites and why they're my personal favorites, go to solelyrested.com slash teas. I also share a lot of recipes there for some of my absolute favorite drinks. And yes, most of them, maybe all of them, most of them involve teas. (laughs) Um, And there's links there to everything. So it's super easy to find everything. Solelyrested, S-O-U-L-Y, rested.com slash Tease, T-E-A-S, solelyrested.com slash tease. And be sure if you are interested in ordering something from Positively Tea, use the coupon code solelyrested and you'll get 10% off your entire order. I need to share with you that recipe I promised you in the beginning for Lipton Tea. I want to pull it up here because I want to make sure I get this right. But it's amazing when Bill, when I switched it out and I tried this in place of his Lipton, I didn't tell him at first. And I was a little nervous. Like I thought for sure, okay, he's going to notice. He's probably going to complain because he's been using Lipton since before we were married. Like his entire life, he's been drinking Lipton tea. So I couldn't believe it when he didn't even notice. It went on for weeks before I even told him, hmm, you know, I, I switched up the tea. He's like, you're kidding. And it's, it's that close in taste and it's good stuff. So what you will need, and like I said, I actually have links to these exact varieties right on that page. solelyrested.com slash teas. Okay. You will need Assam and Niljiri. They're two different varieties of black tea grown in different parts of the world that are the perfect combination to taste just like Lipton tea. 
and you'll need the combination of two to one, two parts Assam to one part Niljiri. So if you're making just enough, you know, for one person, you can put one tablespoon of Assam and a half a tablespoon of Niljiri. Now I always buy the one pound bulk sizes of both of these, and I will put them into a large canister on our counter that has a seal lid. And I will put them in the ratio of two to one, two parts Assam to one part Niljiri and stir it all up. And then I put the right size scoop in it and we are good to go. Whenever it's time to make a pitcher of iced tea, we'll use three tablespoons of that combination. And then you just want to add enough sugar to make it the sweetness you like. Bill likes, he likes a whole cup of sugar in a two liter pitcher of tea. If I'm making it, it's more like three quarters of a cup. And sometimes he complains it's not quite sweet enough. But anyway, of course you can use any kind of sweetener you would like, maple syrup, honey, um, raw sugar, raw cane sugar, whatever. So the important thing to know is two parts Assam to one part Niljiri. And then the root beer. There is a root beer, I have the bag right here in front of me from Positively Tea called Root Beer Rooibos. Rooibos is a certain kind of tea. It's a fabulous herbal tea that grows in South Africa. It has a red tint to it and it's very sweet. That's the base for this tea and it tastes like root beer. The, I'm going to read to you the ingredients. Organic rooibos, organic, you know, I'm going to stop saying organic because every single one has that adjective at the beginning of it because this is organic tea. Rooibos, licorice root, fennel seeds, cloves, um, Sambuca flavoring, hmm. cinnamon flavoring and clove flavoring. So that's everything. And you just steep this in some hot water, add a little bit of sweetener. If you want, you don't have to add a few ice cubes and you, oh, and some seltzer water. If you have some bubbling seltzer water, then you're even that much closer to it really being like a glass of root beer. And it's completely organic, all natural, really good for you stuff. So that's it for today, but please join me in the next episode, which will be episode 13 to finish this conversation. There's so much great information chocked filled in episode 13. So catch me over there when it comes out. And if you have a second, please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast player that helps so much with the analytics of this little show. And If you get a chance, hit the follow button too, so you know when the new issue, new issue, new episode has been released. But more importantly, remember, it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple, everyday efforts because it's not easy, but it sure is a really good life.